Satan is a cynic. And one of his greatest desires is to make us as cynical as he is. A cynic, of course, is somebody who believes that the only motive for human conduct is self-interest. And so for the cynic, there's no such thing as selfless love, sacrificial love. They don't exist. Neither, of course, does holiness. Even if people appear to be selfless and self-sacrificial and holy, it's all an illusion. According to the cynic, those people are acting in a virtuous way, really, exclusively, for their own benefit. They're acting in virtuous ways only because of what's in it for them personally. Now, the reason that Satan wants us all to be cynics should be obvious. First of all, Satan knows that if we become cynical people ourselves, we will not pursue holiness in our lives. Why would we pursue something that we don't believe exists? And Satan also knows that if we carry a cynical attitude into our lives, we won't believe that holiness is possible for anybody else. All that having been said, it should be obvious that a true cynic would scoff at what St. Paul says in today's second reading. There, as we heard a few moments ago, he tells the Corinthians, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. That's an incredible statement. St. Paul, you see, was so confident in the fact that he was living the gospel the way it was supposed to be lived. He was so confident of that that he could tell the Corinthian people, look, if you want to know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, if you want to know what it means to live in faith, hope, and charity, if you want to know what it means to serve the Lord, just follow me around for a while. Just imitate me. Do what I do. Treat other people like I treat them. Follow my example of prayer and love and service and sacrifice. And you'll be following Jesus yourselves. St. Paul was no cynic. He knew that holiness was possible. He knew it was possible for him. And he knew it was possible for everybody else, every other human person, regardless of what their past had been. And Paul knew that because of his own experience. He knew how much he had changed in his own life. Remember what he said in 1 Timothy. He said, I was once, I was once, a blasphemer, a persecutor, a man filled with arrogance. That's very important for us to remember as we begin Lent this coming week. This coming Wednesday is Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. Lent is an opportunity for us to change to change in a positive way. And change is possible, despite what the cynics of this world will tell us. And speaking of cynics, if you heard about the new movie that's out this week, <laughs> who hasn't, right? Fifty Shades of Grey, unless you've been on Mars for the last several months, I'm sure you've heard about this a lot of times. This is a film, my brothers and sisters, that glorifies just about every kind of deviant sexual behavior. In fact, it's so raunchy that many secular critics, not religious critics, secular critics have called it 
mommy porn. Dr. Drew Pinsky, the so-called relationship expert on TV, a guy who's definitely not a conservative traditionalist, he's gone so far as to say this movie is yet another example of violence against women. And yet it's being promoted by many people like it's the greatest film since Gone with the Wind. Make no mistake about it, my brothers and sisters, the makers of this movie are cynics. The promoters of this film, especially those in the mainstream media, they are also cynics. In fact, I'm sure a lot of them would say, hey, Dr. Drew, Father Ray, what's the big deal? Don't you guys know everybody does stuff like this? This is the real world, man. Get with it. That's not true, of course. It's not true that everybody does such immoral things. But if you're a cynic, you think it's true that everybody does it. Because to a cynic, real goodness, real virtue, real holiness, those things are not possible. Needless to say, I do not recommend that you either see this movie or read the book upon which the movie is based. That's because I don't recommend that people support pornography in any form. If you want to spend an hour of your time doing something much more productive and inspiring, then tune in to the NFL Network. Yes, you heard me correctly, the NFL Network. And try to catch the next rebroadcast of the documentary they recently did on Roger Staubach. It's part of their A Football Life series. I happened to see this show a few weeks ago. Now, for the non-football fans among us, Roger Staubach is a former Dallas Cowboys quarterback, a two-time Super Bowl champion. He retired a long time ago, back in 1979, and he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1985. He also won the Heisman Trophy when he was in college, played for Navy, the Naval Academy, won the Heisman Trophy in 1963. When he played, he was called Captain America because of his all-American boy, very squeaky clean image. He was known to be devoted to his wife and children. He didn't run around like a lot of the other players do with other women. He lived a very moral life, and he took his Catholic faith, his Catholic, took his faith very seriously. He even used a Catholic image once to describe a play he was involved in. Some of us will remember this. Back in 1978, a playoff game with the Vikings, Roger Staubach threw a last-second 50-yard touchdown pass to Drew Pearson. And when he was asked about the play after the game, he said that when he threw the ball, I just closed my eyes and said a Hail Mary. And ever since then, last-second desperation passes in football games have been called Hail Mary Passes. It all began with this man, Roger Staubach. It's a little football trivia. You can share it at the next cocktail party you're at, which probably won't be tonight. But what impressed me most, my brothers and sisters, about this documentary is that it made something very clear made clear that people are saying the same positive things about Roger Staubach now, 36 years after his retirement, that they were saying about him when he played in the NFL. In fact, many of his former teammates are saying even greater things about him now. 
because of how Roger has helped them emotionally, spiritually, and yes, even financially since they left the game. At least two of his former teammates were quoted in this program as saying, Roger saved my life. He literally saved my life. One of those people was Thomas Hollywood Henderson. Remember him? Roger helped him out in the early 1980s when Henderson had a very severe drug problem. Fellow Hall of Famer Troy Aikman summed it up beautifully when he said this. He said, Roger is everything that people think he is, and that's rare. He is held to such a lofty standard that it would be hard for anyone to live up to that. But he does. Now what am I saying here? Am I saying that Roger Staubach is a saint? No, I'm not. He's a sinner like the rest of us. A sinner who, like the rest of us, is called to be a saint. But the good news is, he seems to be on the right road. From all external indications, at least, Roger Staubach seems to be on the road that he needs to be on to reach that heavenly goal. And apparently, he's been on that road for a lot of years. See, it was refreshing the other day to watch a program like this one, where goodness and virtue were not dealt with in a cynical way, which is the way they are normally dealt with in the secular media. That's why I mentioned my program, uh, that program in my homily this evening, and why I recommend you try to see it when the NFL Network rebroadcasts it, as it surely will in the near future. And I recommend you see it even if you're not a football fan. You know, the makers of this documentary might not have intended it, but they ended up giving their audience a very powerful, positive, inspiring message. And the message was very simply, yes, it's possible. It's really possible. It's possible that this guy, Roger Staubach, is actually a good, moral, caring, virtuous person who lives the faith that he professes. And if it's possible for him to be that kind of person, then it's possible for everyone to be that kind of person. Which is precisely why Satan, cynic that he is, would absolutely hate this television program. Whereas St. Paul the Apostle would absolutely love him. Although somebody would probably need to take St. Paul aside before he watched it, and explain to him exactly what a football is. <laughs>